0: It's time to head in the shop with Kurt, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
1: Well, good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic here with Kirk from Angler Automotive. Angler morning Kirk
2: hi happy
1: to be here with you
2: oh man yeah this is great you know I thought it was gonna be snowing this morning when I came up a little here. chilly out yeah it is it is not quite that cold it's coming I I honestly would rather have snow than all this rain lots of snow
1: lots of snow it's yeah, bad wanna... for business huh it's bad for business no, it doesn't it'll helps you get caught up
2: well if you can get to work you know I I want to say 15 years ago we had a big snowstorm right around Christmas time November December I don't know but it was somewhere around Thanksgiving Christmas and um we had it was really kind of neat because we had it's
1: December 29th
2: 1996 Wow how do you know that
1: uh, but hmm. because I know how old my son is wasn't that he was? He was my oldest. Was born in '95. Uh-huh. He was a little over a year old. We got three feet of snow. Okay, and it was a special day.
2: Okay, well, that, I dropped him
1: off the front porch of our house, and he disappeared into the snow. Into you couldn't even snow. see him. Yeah,
2: awesome. Yeah.
1: That was the that was the year after Bellingham sold all their snow plows. That is right. Yeah, we don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the next year they bought a bunch of new ones. You
2: know that was great, and I remember. <laughs> um they didn't, uh-oh, did, am I there? Uh-oh. I don't know what's going Oh, this is my connector for my headphones anyway. I don't want to hear what i got to say anyway. Um, yeah, it was the, um, like I was living on Cottonwood Avenue at the time, and they didn't grade our street for like, I don't know, 10 days. Oh, it was a disaster. No, it wasn't. I just parked out on the, you know, I got a little parking spot out in front of the house on the edge of the street there. Um, the disaster part was I, um, probably 10, 11 o'clock at night, I hear a, a piece of heavy equipment outside going down the road and they had a um, I don't know whose road grader it was, but they were grading the road with a big road grader and it built like a, Four and a half foot tall pile of snow between my truck and the road. It was kind of wedged, you know, packed, kind of like what you see in Boston when the
1: yeah, there was a lot of that around. Too, yeah, man.
2: yeah, it was pretty neat. So anyway, yeah,
1: yeah, I remember the snow was so bad. I, uh, I good,
2: it was so good. It was so good. It was so
1: good. There was a a, a Bellingham police car, a Crown Vic, had chains on the rear. And it's chugging along through the road and went to make a turn off Alabama and had all the snow kind of in between the lanes. And he's driving on compact snow and, and he gets stuck in the middle of Alabama uh-oh, with chains on Yeah, is how bad the snow was.
2: It was pretty chunky.
1: Their Ford Explorers these days will make it around a lot better if that happens
2: again. Yeah, I'll bet they will.
1: Well, we should uh, probably mention we are taking your calls. Always prefer the callers, 360-676-KGMI. That's 676-5464. Feel free to call about any automotive-related question.
2: I have an auto, automotive uh, a I, warning. I, I hope thing. so.
1: This is an automotive talk yeah, show. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I noticed that as I was coming up uh, U Street, uh, Wilburn Street, and before, it, you know, anyway, down at the bottom by Alabama's um Iowa Street uh, looks like they're putting in another crosswalk kind of down there you know, and how they put the little cement islands between the lanes there. And I'm thinking, you know, they already put one up there where, what is it, Frazier Street, whatever, halfway up um, Wolverine Street, you know, kind of up by the cemetery they put the uh, crosswalk in there with the cement barrier. The obstacles. To, to protect the pedestrians, you know, if they only get halfway across the street, I think is what that is. A little resting spot. A resting think. spot, exactly. Kind of like for the uh, culverts that they just put in Valencia Street. After, the Frogger uh, Safety uh, Zone. You know, they've got um, five-foot culverts uh, up my street there in front of the shop, and they put um, salmon resting uh, pots down underground for when the salmon are Coming up to spawn in the Fever Creek that's dry half the year anyway. But um, anyway, so be careful of that. You know, I always i uh, remember, too, you know, they started um, putting the sidewalks. You know, when you come to the intersections, they'd kind of make it so you don't have to walk as far across the road. So they kind of put the, Little
1: you know, bulbous.
2: the bulbous sidewalk crossing things in. And uh, I remember in... Uh, it was 1999, might have been 2000, we had a bit of snow, and uh, I don't know, I just kind of might have had a little brain fade or something like that, and I was driving in what used to be the, kind of the far right side of the right lane, and I hit one of those things going 25 miles an hour with the front end of my virtually brand new van and just about took it out. So anyway, the snow will bring business, I think, on on U Street and Woburn Street, a little bit more than for the body shops down in our local area. Every Actually, year, I mean, every year,
1: the cars come in with a, the one of the tire front tires pushed back into the fender, bent control arm, broken axles, broken ball joints,
2: tweak tweaked subframe. Yeah, it's coming.
1: Look, but we do have a okay. caller.
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: right on. Yeah, looks like we've got Randy on the line. Good morning, Randy.
3: Good morning. Uh, got a question for you. I'm. Kind of in the process of uh, buying sometime in the next six months either a late model used or a new SUV. And At this point, I've pretty much narrowed it down to the Honda Passport or the Toyota 4Runner. The question is, on the 4Runner, they have this uh, shock system on the Limited that's called X-Reus, where it's got hydraulic fluid that goes through the shocks. And I'm wondering what your opinion is of that system as to how durable it is and problems with it and so on and so forth.
1: I'm not 100% familiar with the exact system they they have on that. I I will use a a recent example of a customer um, that came came in with uh, an Acura SUV. And uh, an uh-huh. MD, MDX, it was uh, late 2000s, that had a, uh, a, a magnetic, magnetically controlled shock absorber system. Uh-huh. And uh, over time, those, those shocks and struts ended up failing, and, and they turned into a system where the, the ride was incredibly harsh. Um, it, it, it overly dampened over the bumps. I mean, it was jarring, almost like there, there weren't shocks there. And you go you go to replace those today, and given it's a fifteen year old vehicle, um, they're 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 not readily available. You can only get them from the dealer, and they're over a thousand dollars a piece for the shock, <laughs> each of the struts and the shocks, plus labor, plus labor. That's
3: not bad. That's what, that's what worries me. I think. Uh, so, so yeah,
1: this... <laughs> I, I would say they'll they'll probably be great for at least fifty thousand, maybe a hundred thousand miles. There's some benefits that come with them. Um, but I think there's also a limit to how much technology you want to put in a vehicle that you might consider affordable. Um, So I think they'd be great if it's going to be new, but if you're going to keep it for 15 years, you might run into a situation where you need to replace them, and then they're not going to be so cool anymore.
3: Well, yes, it sounds like a very complicated system because they got the four shocks, and then they have hydraulic lines that run in between all four shocks back and forth diagonally. And then this fluid goes back and forth between the shock absorbers. And, you know, what I've read online, it doesn't sound good. It's like what you said. It's great at first, but God help you if it breaks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, there's a whole aftermarket industry for for vehicles that have these these self-leveling systems, electronically controlled comfort ride struts. Um, ones that uh, that that can change the height of the vehicle and other things, and they're all fabulous when they're new. They're very cool, um, but but long-term reliability and durability, they tend to be much more expensive to to repair or, or replace into the future.
3: And then it sounds like if it did go bad, yeah, it does sound like it's prohibitive to replace it, but. You could rip it out and just put regular shocks in, I would think.
1: So in some cases, there's a whole aftermarket industry for various vehicles that, that produce aftermarket ones with a bypass system for the control so you don't have warning lights. Um, and, and and so in the, in the end, my preference, if I were going to be buying one, I'd try to buy one yeah. without that system on it. That being said, if, if you look at the, the 4Runner, I think that's a fabulous vehicle. And I looked at getting one recently, but wanted something a little bit smaller and a little bit less money.
3: Well, the TRD, the off-road model, does not have this system. It's got regular shocks. So, and it's got cool graphics
1: to... on the side too.
3: They're pretty, pretty yeah.
1: cool-looking vehicles.
3: I, I like the limited because I like the leather interior. But you know, I might go for. I think I pro- from the. I might go with the TRD because it's got well, it's got the manual shift lever for the four-wheel drive, which I like that. And it doesn't have this hydraulic shock system, uh, but anyway, I want to, got one more really important question I wanted to ask. You. The other question is, it has to do with all these new innovations that make me real leery about buying a new car. Is like with for the Forerunner next year, they're probably going to come out with uh, with uh, the turbo. It'll be a turbo, probably a 2.5 turbo. Smaller engines, so on and so forth. What is your opinion from your experience in the workshop there on these uh, uh, turbo engines?
1: The turbo engine will have problems. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I specifically, I just bought a, a a new car and and opted to get a, a Subaru Crosstrek. Um, Subaru does offer turbo and some of their other models, but I, I looked at things like the uh, the Honda CRV. Um, yeah. which which is like a 1.5 turbo, and if you start right. looking into those engines, they have a lot of issues with them. Um, yeah, and and anytime you take a smaller engine and squeeze twice the horsepower out of it, you get the economy, you get better fuel mileage. There's a lot of benefits to the smaller engine, but then you need power, and you put the turbo on it. Well, squeeze twice as much power out of half the size engine, and and I I think the math on that pretty much works out to half the expected reliable life expectancy.
3: And you have to wonder, if the turbo is so great, why didn't they use them before?
1: They did for <laughs> horsepower, but, you know, they just don't last as long. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you can go you can go all over and find find vehicles that they sold with a turbo and without a turbo, and they, the engine life expectancy and reliability is, is, you know, at least 50%, but in many cases double for the non-turbocharged engine.
3: Yeah, this whole uh, shopping for another car thing is driving me nuts, you know, because uh, uh, simpler is better to me. They It seems like they've made these modern cars so complicated that, uh, you know, it seems like I could save $10,000 off the cost of a new car just by taking all the junk off of it that you don't need.
2: Well, the thing is, is everybody wants a lot of this stuff, and so they just keep piling it in there. Plus all the mandates yeah, I, uh, for trying to, you know, safety and all the other stuff yeah. that's going on. People like bells and whistles. Yeah.
3: I I don't know. My daughter, my daughter bought one of these new Honda CRV turbos, right?
1: They're fun to drive.
3: <laughs> and I was driving it back from Seattle, and it was a battle because I, of course, I just had borrowed it for the day, and I didn't know you could turn off that uh, lane control thing. I was fighting that car all the way home, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 whether it wanted the driver, or it let me drive, you yeah, know,
1: Yeah. I call it the digit, the digital nanny.
3: Yeah. I was driving me nuts. I hated it, you know? So I, uh, I, I guess there probably isn't that many people like me that don't want any of that stuff, you know? So there's,
1: there's a lot of people like you out there. Trust me.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of leaning towards the forerunner, you know, I'm thinking, well, if I'm going to get a new one, I should get it this year because next year they'll probably ruin it. Yeah. You know, the... if,
1: if I were to choose between the passport and the forerunner, I, I'd probably go with the forerunner like you. And I'd, I like the
3: TRD idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for the information. Uh, yeah, straightening a few things out for me. Thank you, Randy. All right. Bye.
1: All right, three six right. KGMI. That's six seven six five four six four. Give us a call. And by the way, when you look at the, uh, the the Honda and the Toyota, those are both vehicles and manufacturers that that we love. I don't I don't want to talk down about them because there's plenty of Hondas I'd recommend, and I drove one for fifteen years. Yeah, you are in the shop, Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. We'll be right back.
4: A crisp company logoed shirt and uniform from Bergen, Whatcom County's local logo apparel experts makes your employees look and feel more professional. Bergen pairs their commitment to personal service with professional results, specializing in embroidery and all kinds of logoed promotional products. Unlike when you place an order online, Bergen's guarantees that your order will be completed on time to your specifications with a smile. Get your logo on the best brand names out there from North Face, Carhartt, Columbia, Russell Outdoor, Adidas and Izod, Van Heusen, Tommy Hilfinger, and more. Your employees will want to rep your brand in Bergen's logoed work apparel. And why not start a new company tradition with Employee Milestones Appreciation customized gear? Elevate your brand with Bergen customized company apparel from polos to sweatshirts, ball caps to bags, and more. Bergen does it all. Give them a call to get a quote within 24 hours or stop by the showroom Monday through Thursday on Iron Gate in Bellingham and online at bergenembroidery.com. Tandoori
5: Bites, now in Bellingham and Linden. Linden residents can now enjoy the fresh and flavorful taste of Indian food in their own hometown. You'll be amazed at the unique menu of -of one-of-a-kind foods that takes your taste buds on a journey overseas. Enjoy a bountiful menu featuring tender butter chicken and succulent baked tandoori meats, plus plenty of vegetarian and halal options for a special dining experience eat family style, complete with authentic Indian-style seating. The new Tandoori Bites Linden location also features a sports Bar with local craft beers, Indian beer, wine, and a full cocktail menu. Tandoori Bites Linden is also home to All Time Pizza. 21 different flavorful pizzas to choose from with a tasty variety of fresh toppings. Locals love their Buffalo Chicken Pizza or Linden Lion Pizza, and you'll love the flavors and freshness. Dine in or take out Tandoori Bites and All Time Pizza in Linden's Bender Plaza, 8874 Bender Road, just north of the ball fields. Stop by today for a unique dining experience progressive presents precious moments yeah i caught my first fish
6: dad great job buddy he's a beauty
4: thanks for taking me fishing love you dad
0: i love you too son the exchange you just heard didn't actually happen but it could bundle your home and other vehicles with progressive and you could use the savings to make sure the boat's always ready for those magical father-son moments who knows maybe someday he'll actually like fishing so keep the dream alive and the savings coming with progressive Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states.
7: Don't miss out on limited time appliance deals during the closeout event at Lowe's. Get up to 35% off select major appliances. Plus, save an extra $100 when you spend $999 or more on all major appliances. Hurry, these deals are too good to last long. Shop in-store or online today. Because Lowe's knows home improvement. Valid 1 4 through 124. Selection varies by location. While supplies last, see Lowe's.com for details.
5: The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
8: The guys aren't in on In the Shop today. This is a best of edition on KGMI
1: welcome back you are in the shop brian from dr john's auto clinic kirk from angler automotive 360-676-kgmi that's 676-5464 we'd love to hear from you keep the calls coming we always get too many at the end of the show so bring them now instead of the end a little shout-out to our co-host, Dan at Bellingham Automotive, hopefully enjoying his day off. He likes his weekends. So do I. So do you. Yeah. You're working all weekend. You are just telling me the whole list of things you need to get caught up on. Yeah,
2: yeah. Got to fix some cars this weekend. That's
1: what we need some snow so the cars stop coming in for a week or two.
2: Oh, that's, thanks for reminding me. We had that big snowstorm. I forgot why I even started babbling about that. I was wondering about yeah, that when you told yeah. the story. But we so
1: Maybe you should start over. And no, go through.
2: So years back, Brian knows the exact day. December uh, 29th,
1: 1996. Yes.
2: Um, basically, we had a, a parking lot full of big project vehicles. And then it just snowed like mad. And nobody could come in. Except for the four-wheel drive customers.
1: And, um, which, which that's what you want is a four-wheel drive with the undercarriage just packed with compact snow and ice uh, to bring into your warm shop. It doesn't <laughs> matter. We have
2: a floor <laughs> drains and, a, and a, some, you know, where it separates out. Anyway, I remember at that time, that was the biggest month we'd ever had because of that snowstorm because we had these big jobs that were lined up and the phones didn't ring. Other than, can you come out and thaw my car out, or dig my car out, or something like that? So it worked out pretty good. I like the snow. It's coming. Yeah, and it's quiet and it's cushy. Yeah. So there you have it. How do you like the cap and trade thing we got going on? Cap and trade.
1: I, I know there's a adding. there's a, there's a whistleblower lawsuit going on right now from uh, from an economist. In the state of Washington, who who claims he tried to report how that would affect gas prices? And oh, you mean
2: uh, like it's not going to raise them?
1: No, he wanted a he, couple pennies. He, he wanted to report the truth that it was going to raise gas prices, I, you know, more than fifty cents a gallon,
2: and uh, and and probably more. Or and, I think they were saying it might raise the, if anything, a couple pennies per gallon. Yeah, but whatever. Insignificant. But this guy, instead of lying about it, he he, ended he up wanted resigning. he wanted to tell
1: the tell the truth. And he was an economist that uh, that you know predicted gas prices and, yeah. and monitored the, Been the doing fuel it for markets a and real long time, and, yeah, for a couple yeah. like five decades, quite mm-hmm. quite some time. Yeah, and uh, they they shut him down, tried to quiet
2: him. Um, Cut him off his computer and all his access <laughs> and stuff. So, I,
1: you know, obvi- obviously it's it's having an effect. I mean, maybe it, maybe it will uh, will pay for some improvements over time, but uh, it's definitely affecting your pocketbook.
2: Well, there is an initiative out right now to get that either to a vote to the vote. You know, the people: do we want to keep this or do we want to repeal it? Um, so I would encourage you. I don't know where to sign the petition out, but if somebody's doing it, I would vote to have that thing repealed. I'd like to know exactly what they're doing with the money. I'm not really sure if they know yeah. what they're going to do with the money anyway.
1: Yeah, you know, we've got a we've got a break coming up. There is a there's a, a list in it. There's an article from the the Linwood Times I think that talks about about some of it about where the money is supposed to go and what it's supposed to pay for. I mean, one thing I don't like about it is, is when you look at, at taxing fuel and taxing gas, it tends to be like Washington is overall as a regressive tax state. Because any time they impose new taxes, it, it taxes the, the poor, um, the middle class and, and, and under um, more than it does the, the wealthy. So it's, it's the inverse of what it's supposed to be. Right. And increasing gas taxes in the end you know, hurts those that can least afford it the most. Absolutely. Um, but that's the way of Washington.
2: Well, it's a great place to live. But. <laughs>
1: Unless you don't have enough money to buy gas or pay rent. Or buy milk. Yeah. three six zero six seven six 676 kgmi You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive.
6: The Lummy Bay Market at Exit 260 is where you'll find more in the store. You'll find more in the store because there's so much store, almost 10,000 square feet. The Lummy Bay Market is where you'll find everything you need for on and off the road. You'll find the best value on gas and diesel, along with way more than you would expect out of a convenience store. There's a liquor department featuring a great selection of your favorite competitively priced spirits, wines, and mixers. And of course, you'll want to check out the huge selection of ice cold beer in their massive beer cave. Want to grab a quick bite for breakfast or lunch? Don't feel like cooking dinner? At the Lummy Bay Market, you'll find a great hot deli counter, including our brand new fried chicken, chicken tenders, and chicken wings with all the fix ins. Make the Lummy Bay Market your first or last stop of the day for fuel, food, and more. The Lummy Bay Market, just off I 5 at exit 260 on Rural Avenue, open 24 hours, 7 days a week. Lummy Bay Market, where, where there's more in the store. Want to wager on your favorite winners? Now you can at the only sportsbook north of Snohomish County at Silver Reef Casino Resort. You can get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit the Portage-based sportsbook and bar to place your bets. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Silver Reef Casino
7: Resort, located off I-5 Exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and
6: relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh yeah, we've got those too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that.
0: Bundle and save at DeWard & Bodie on select appliance pairs and packages and get exclusive cash back rebates up to $500. When you buy more, you save more on the best selection of appliances from top-rated brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, and KitchenAid. With purchase of eligible in-stock appliances, get up to $500 cash back via mail-in rebate from DeWard & Bodie. Now is the time to upgrade and save on washers and dryers, oven and microwave combos, and full kitchen suites only at DeWard & Bodie. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West
8: Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net.
0: Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
4: CBS News Brief. Amazingly, no one was hurt when a window blew out in midair aboard an Alaska Airlines flight over Oregon, creating a gaping hole. This woman was on board.
1: All of a sudden, I heard like a big bang, and I didn't know exactly what was going on. I look up, and the oxygen masks were hanging
4: from the ceiling. Three years after the deadly Capitol riot over Donald Trump's loss in the 2020 election, President Biden is warning voters about the stakes this time around, saying every vote will count.
5: As we begin this election year, we must be clear,
4: democracy is on the ballot. Your freedom is on the ballot. There's a nasty winter storm on the way, and meteorologist Jacob Wyckoff says Boston is in the crosshairs.
6: Snowfall rates one to two inches per hour. It's going to pile up as you go out into Worcester County where we're expecting all snow. There will be a mix as you go
4: towards Boston and then towards the South Shore. CBS News Brief, I'm Allison Keys.
8: Thanks for listening to this best of edition of In the Shop on KGMI.
1: Three six zero six seven six kgmi you are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive taking your calls. And uh, we've got John on the line here this morning. John, how how are you?
9: Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, good morning. Hey, I enjoy your program. Hey, I think last week you were indicating that uh, the hybrid uh, vehicle is uh, kind of the best. Um, I guess people are buying those most uh, I, my, did I get
1: that right, or am I wrong? I, I, I think in a, in a lot of ways they, they provide the, the best option for reliable transportation and not having to worry about uh, range anxiety. And uh, actually, overall, the, the most reliable vehicle compared to a regular internal combustion vehicle and uh, and an electric vehicle, the the hybrids are kind of taking the lead in quality.
2: Well, not only quality, <laughs> but right now they're, I, I believe that uh, the hybrids are – If you're concerned about the environment, you buy a hybrid versus a full-on electric vehicle. Um, Until you know, totally starting using green energy to create the electric vehicles. Yeah,
9: well, I'm I'm kind of an old timer. You know, to be honest with you, I'm kind of like your first caller. Uh, You know, if if they had a car on the market that just had an AM/FM radio and, and you drove it and you didn't have any of the bells and whistles, I'd probably be happy with it. And you know, I, I never thought I'd live long enough where it, it would cost me thirty thousand dollars to buy a, a vehicle, you know, new uh, a, that I liked. A cheap one. Uh, but it, a cheap yeah, one. I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, my my main concern is, and, and because I'm ignorant about the hybrid, is that um, you've got two systems that that are driving, and so let's say you've got trouble with the with the the the, the gas part of the car. Uh, does that if you've got trouble there, is the hybrid part of the car still going to be working for you, or, or, or do you have two systems that you have to maintain?
1: So your question's a little bit complicated. Um, it depends on the manufacturer and, and the strategy that they use. For, for most of the hybrid vehicles, if you have a problem with the hybrid system, in most cases, there's a lot of caveats. Um, the, the gas engine is going to get you around, albeit with, with limited power. Um, now, if the gas engine has an issue, some, some hybrids will let you travel at lower speed um, to get where you're going. But, but you're limited by the range of the hybrid battery, which is nowhere near the capacity of a straight electric vehicle. Um, so I'll, I'll use the example of a, a Toyota Prius because they're the, the most prevalent hybrids that are out there is is we've had customers that have been able to make it into the shop at twenty five miles an hour um on the electric drive through town on a short trip others you know the cars made it halfway there and then had to be towed um when there's a problem with the the hybrid system sometimes the gas engine will let you continue um at limited power and limited speed to get where you're going so it really does vary that that yeah, being that yeah. being said there're you look at the nineties um, you know, or the 2000s, 2005 to to mid-teens with uh, the Prius, and, and they're some of the most reliable cars ever manufactured.
9: Yeah, m- my wife and I are both retired, and we were thinking that, that, you know, we've never gone on, you know, huge long trips to see the United States, and we were just thinking, well, if we were going to buy a car, you know, what, what are our needs? And, you know, we, we'd like to put on, you know, 150, 200 miles, a day, if we were going to go to the East Coast or whatever in the summertime, and we're just thinking, you know, what kind of vehicle would be the most reliable to, to, to tour the United States these days? And I just, I just, I'm just really leery of the of the new technology and and all the stuff that's in cars now that just seem to, you know, they last for a while and then you got a problem with it, and you're spending a fortune on your trip to to maintain everything.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't stress over it with most of the hybrids. You know, depending on the time of year, uh, an all-wheel drive hybrid Toyota RAV4 or something like that would be a, a great vehicle to drive across the country, summer or winter.
9: Okay, okay. All right. Well, good. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I heard you guys right last week, and I really appreciate your show. All right. Thank you. Okay, you bet. Take care.
2: You know, I um, I was just thinking about, I saw a little blurb on, um, I think, Dodge or one of their electric cars in something. Um they've got their uh, electric vehicle and then they've got the range extending um gas engine that if your battery goes low, you're gonna you know, this engine will fire up and charge the battery or, you know, supply power to the battery to the motors on the on the wheels. And this thing was talking about they've got like a 3.6 V6 motor as the charging, you know, the engine that's going to run the kind generator. A, that, that's a bit of a large engine. That's basically the full size V6 engine. <laughs> um, but they call it, they were able to call it an electric vehicle because the engine is no longer connected to the drivetrain. Basically, oh, that... all it does is charges the battery. Have you heard that? Yeah. Anyway, look into it a little bit if you're going to buy one of these new Dodges that have a – it's an electric vehicle with the range extender. But now you, you've got a full-size V6 motor that, you know
1: – is going to need
2: to be maintained.
1: Well, with I know with the Washington State Ferry Systems, their plan for the electric ferries um, will also be equipped with very large diesel engines to provide supplemental generator power for the batteries and propulsion system.
2: You know, I've always thought that do it like the locomotives on the trains have diesel electric or gas electric or whatever. But, you know, have your big engine. Uh, You know, diesel engines run very efficiently. They like to stick at one RPM, you know, whatever that is. And then run an electric motor, run the wheels off the electric motor, and then put some batteries on top to regen some power and, you know, do it that way. A hybrid. Yeah, basically.
1: 360-676-KGMI, you are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive.
7: Cash in on nostalgia. Barron's historic payback program is back and bigger than ever. Heating, cooling, and more save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. That's right. The older the equipment, the more you'll save. So many things get better with age. Unfortunately, your HVAC system isn't one of them until now. During Barron's payback program, earn up to $6,000 when you upgrade to a high-efficiency heat pump. Spoiler alert. Two lucky customers win free installations, including the customer with the oldest furnace. There's more. The first 10 customer installations snag a $500 Costco shop card. The next 40 get a $200 shop card. That's 50 happy folks. Good things come to those who wait, but don't wait too long. Call today. Barron's payback program is happening now through January 31st. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives.
6: No purchase necessary. Visit barrenheating.com
0: for details. Get the very latest on real estate in Whatcom County and Northwest Washington with Windermere real estate experts Rick Todd, Julie Brown, and Lyle Sorensen. The information and analysis you need, whether you're a buyer or a seller. Radio Real Estate with Rick Todd, Julie Brown, and Lyle Sorensen every Saturday at 10 a.m. Brought to you by Windermere Real Estate on KGMI, AM 790, and 96.5 FM.
4: We started Bright Star Care so those in need could be cared for at home, right where they belong. And we want you, our future nurses and caregivers, to feel right where you belong, too. So we give you everything you need to offer a higher standard of one-on-one care. Not just the training and tools, but the emotional support, motivation, and values that keep you at your best. It's a great feeling being right where you belong. And that's how you'll feel when you join the best and brightest at Bright Star Care. Join us at brightstarcare.com careers.
8: The guys aren't in on In the Shop today. This is a Best of Edition on KGMI.
1: Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. 360-676-KGMI. 676-5464. And looks like we have Gary on the line this morning. Gary, what can we do for you?
10: Good morning. How are you, gentlemen? I'm good. So, very good. So, you talk about electric cars and so on. Well, this is going to go a whole lot further in Washington State. Representative Amy Whalen, D. Kirkland introduced a bill on December 5th to ban new gas powered outdoor equipment beginning in 2026. It would affect literally everything from new gas powered anything, okay? New gas fueled lawnmowers, chainsaws, rototillers, log splitters, leaf blowers, pressure washers, stump grinders, wood chippers, snow blowers, and any other equipment under within 25 horsepower or less would be banned. This includes generators, which is what California also banned. Even, you know, you're running out of power in California and they banned generators.
1: I mean, all generators Uh, should, all generators should be powered through the electric grid. That's,
10: that's (laughs) what (laughs) exactly. Um, so it says, Washington adopted a ban on new gas-powered cars, yada, yada, yada. That's her, her, her uh, you know, reason for it. California led the way. I'm just reading, kind of reading you the article, so you can see it. California led the way in forced electrification of vehicles. Washington law, lawmakers banned small gas engines. They will be following California again, okay? Um, Washington Contract Association director, you know, there's a few comments here. Because large commercial chainsaws are under 25 horsepower, and less powerful electric chainsaws would be very dangerous. Can you imagine trying to use a large commercial battery-operated chainsaw in the woods, dragging those batteries around?
2: Hey, Gary, I got a pretty—I got a solution to this problem. Have you ever considered getting like a 26 horsepower weed eater? <laughs> you know, I'm serious. I mean, or a 26 horsepower 25.1 horsepower lawnmower with a 40 yeah, exactly. inch bar, you know. Hey, I've been out to There's the Deming. A workaround. I've
1: been out to the Deming Log Show and I'll tell you what. They've got They've some, got some They've got some <laughs> chainsaws that exceed 25 horsepower.
2: 350 yeah, cubic inches.
10: Yeah. And they um, cut quick
2: too. Yeah, <laughs> really quick. Yeah,
1: anyway, I you know time, me, times are changing.
2: That's that's
1: one that's going to happen. I I gotta say I've got I've got a gas power or a bucks. I do have a gas powered weed eater, but I've got an electric powered weed eater. The battery also goes into the blower, and they work really well, especially on, on I live out in the county with a little bit larger yard and a couple batteries. They do work really well. I will I will say well, that, for, that there are some benefits to them, but I think across the right. board cuts aren't really necessary. Market forces drove me to buy what I did. Not because the other yeah. ones were banned.
10: Well, I have I also use an electric blower, okay? But we also have a construction company. So you see things like compactors, for instance, you know, these, these you know you these are very, very necessary and required pieces of equipment to do your job. How about laying asphalt pavement out on the roadway? You know, where you have you know the compactors for that, they're under twenty five horsepower. I mean, there's, there's so many areas where this is necessary. And, oh, by the way, there is an exemption for government. I hate to tell you this. <laughs>
2: of course there is. Uh,
10: so the violation for this is subject to $10,000 fines and or one year in jail.
2: Well, at least you won't have now, this... to mow your lawn for a year, huh? Yeah. Maybe, no, yeah, I, I'm will. being sarcastic. You know, I think that's... You know, I'm I'm really you know I'm cool. I I would like to see our planet around at least habitable by us and all our creatures and all that. But I think that you know let's take I mean, farming. We're doing stuff so business. much cleaner than we did 30, 40, 50, 80 years ago. Um, you know we're doing good. If the rest of the world would get on board, um, maybe we can keep our lawnmowers. You know. But in a yeah. down, well, there's. We're just I can an see example. some of it. I mean,
10: I I have electric. It's a sixty volt blower, doesn't? It's not capable. And there's a comment in here the same thing. For commercial use, it's great when it's dry out. I mean, you have you can choose when you want to go out and do it.
9: Yeah, so if you got right. a
10: crew working and it's raining or it's wet or it's damp, you can't blow leaves with that electric blower. I, I can agree get with about twenty five. I can get about 20, 25 minutes out of the electric blower I have per battery, and that's it, okay? So, you know, you you got to pack a a stack of these batteries along to go out on a commercial site and use them. And then, of course, you have to have them charging at night. That's that's the other issue. Um, I'm not necessarily opposed to electrification, but when you take away the tools to do the job, especially when it affects things like farming, I mean, there's – so much equipment that's under 25 horsepower, those are serious and real impacts. When you take away the ability to have electric generation for during a storm, uh, you know, these kind of things. In California, the big fight, the court case that's going on right now is motorhomes. Selling a motorhome that has a propane-powered generator in it uh, that, you know, the the, the original court ruling said, no, you cannot sell a motorhome that has a generator in it. Yet these motorhomes have all moved to all electric. Now, it's great as long as you're on <laughs> land power, but it doesn't work when you're moving.
1: Yeah, or, you, know,
10: you know,
1: you're in. I, yeah, we're, we're coming up on another break. Time will tell on these changes. Um, you know, definitely that, that pendulum is, uh, is, is forcing itself a little bit too far. And it's one of those things where it, it you can agree with all of the ideals, the goals, and, and the direction, um, but the methodology isn't really uh, penciling out for every industry, that's for sure.
10: Well, all the drug pushers and all the other things that go with that and the car thieves and everything else that happens, they're, uh, they're scot-free. But my gosh, if you fire up your generator, you're going to go to jail for a year.
1: Yeah, so they're, they're, they'll, a they'll, they'll need a, a whole other, you know, deputized police force to enforce the, the environmental yeah. laws.
2: Right, just get the neighbors yeah. to rat you out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my, my, my neighbor probably would. So. <laughs> thanks All for right.
1: the call. Thanks for the call, Gary. Uh, we're going to yeah. take a few more calls after the break here. 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop. We'll be right back.
9: I look at the big picture. As a business owner, sometimes we get wrapped up on, what I'm not going to lose money helping that customer. I'm not going to sit here and say that we satisfy everybody out in the community, but I can go to sleep happy every night knowing that we try really hard to satisfy as many people as we can. Knowing that the community is invested in us, when it comes time to invest in a customer, I have no problem. I have no problem saying, let's make it happen. I've had repairs that, you know, Big high tickets, and I see them the same as if it was 100 bucks. because at the end of the day, they trusted us. They gave us an opportunity, and we, we just can't look at it like, um, oh, we're going to lose money in this in this particular customer. Well, no. Let's take, take care of them. Let's make sure they're happy. Find new
7: roads at BellinghamChevy.com.
4: Hmm, roof leaking? It would appear. The same roof you were going to call Jostin's roofing about last summer? Yeah. Now what? Couldn't you just hand me a mop? Sure, if you think you're going to use it now or wait till next year. Sorry. A leaky roof? It's
6: no laughing matter. Go to JostensRoofing.com to schedule a free estimate. You don't have to wait till summer. Jostens Roofing will keep you dry and leak-free all year long. Spelled like Jostens. Visit J-O-O-S-T-E-N-S. JostensRoofing.com.
8: This is a best of edition of In the Shop on KGMI.
1: Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. 360-676-KGMI. Hey. And Kirk. Kirk, I, you were I, talking I, about something during the break there.
2: Well, I, you know, I got what I thought was kind of a funny thing. Um, I guess it was last week. Last, Yeah, it was last week. Might have been the first part of this week. Um, I've got a lady that, uh, you know, she's in her, I, I, I think she's like 94. Ish and uh, still driving, great gal. um Got her little dog and brings it to the shop. And she goes walking around while I service her car, you know, once every year and a half or so. And it's like, I want to say it's a 20, 2010 Malibu, Chevy Malibu. It's got an oil life monitor on it. And she'd driven 800 miles. And she had forty percent of the oil life remaining on this thing, in eight hundred miles. And um, I guess that just kind of you know, city driving's a little bit harder on your engine, your car, your oil. Yeah, you know, I, just I get that. I, I, I that sounds roughly accurate. Yeah, in, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um. The funny thing though is like. I find at times it's it takes me more time to reset the oil reminder light on the vehicle or the maintenance reminder than it actually takes me to do the service. On I think the I
1: think if you want to make a law, they should make a law that that process is standardized across yeah, you push all cars. Yeah, one button and it's, it's reset. reset. Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, so I'm I'm bumbling through hitting the buttons and the wipers are going and the radio's getting louder and the chain you know the stations are changing and all this and I come across. Average speed, right? Well, ten miles an hour. That was your average speed, I guess over the last year and a half? Ten miles an hour. I mean if all you if, if all you
1: do is drive in in the city of Bellingham between the hours of, uh, of of seven and nine in the morning and and four and six in the evening. I'm I'm not sure you could get your average up to 10 miles an hour.
2: You know, especially
1: with the construction over the last year.
2: Well, that's true. I just thought it was funny that to see an average speed of 10 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, there were a couple times I went to to drive home. You know, over the summer with uh, with the Woburn Street sewer construction and the Mount Baker Highway closed. I think my average speed was about two miles an hour to get home.
2: Yeah. So now you can just fly like the window, right? Uh,
1: it you know it, it depends. It yeah. depends on that Wilburn traffic.
2: Yeah. Well, they finally they got their first layer of asphalt down on Valencia Street in front of my shop here I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And they started that back in the first second week of August. So anyway, got a nice fish salmon culvert and new sewer line and new water main. They upgraded us to uh, one-inch water pipes coming in. Know, water pressure's bumped up. Oh, man. Beautiful. I can't wait to wash my
1: hands. Hey, let, let's squeeze in okay. one, last, one last caller here. We've got Brian on the line. Brian? Whoa. We had Brian what on the was line. was I think we might have lost Brian. Uh-oh. Well, you're still here. I'm still here. Awesome, man. Well, so... Yeah, the 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 cap and spend cap and with the, the cap and trade, cap and trade. Um, so where's that money supposed to go? Uh, and, and so, no number one, the projections are right now that uh, it's adding fifty-one cents to every gallon of gas that's purchased in Washington. That's not bad. So fifty-one cents a gallon. Where's it supposed to go? Um, Hundreds of million dollars to use to um, electrify buses, um, some improvements to the state ferry system, which let me tell you, they need some improvements. Um, Improving the charging infrastructure for electric vehicles, other money going towards salmon habit restoration, um, clean energy projects, um, helping reduce the burdens of pollution in vulnerable communities. Um, and just generally overall trying to uh, reduce the carbon footprint. And effectively with this system, you have companies that have been deemed as high carbon emissions producers are able to buy credits to mathematically reduce their environmental damage while using those taxes to actually reduce environmental damage.
2: That's in theory.
1: I think I think this goes back to Al Gore's original cap and trade program from 20 years ago or so. Yeah. How to make millions off the uh, off billions. pollution, billions, hundreds off pollution. of millions. Um, yeah. you, know, you remember the hockey stick graph?
2: Um, yes. It's
1: yes. the one where by 2024, the the you know average temperature of the Earth would rise by six degrees Celsius, and everybody would be. Panicking.
2: I'm going to plant some olive trees in my backyard. Olive trees. I'm surprised you you don't have olive trees. I'm going to embrace global warming. I'm going to do my part to, you know, not make it worse. But at the same time, I'm going to get some olive trees, some things that grow in the desert, date palms, maybe plant them. Kiwis, avocados. Try to make the best of a bad situation. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening. You've been in
1: the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Mangler Automotive. Hope you have a great December, and we'll see you next week.